All right, if you would, please go ahead and grab your Bibles there. We're going to be in Psalm chapter number 33 this evening to start off. Psalm chapter number 33. Thank you, preacher. It's good to be home. It's good to be back with my church family. I enjoyed meeting with you all today. Services have been great all day, even tonight. The music services have been just so great. Psalm chapter 33. I told Abishua today, I was sitting there at the table, I said, Abishua, I said, uh, they saved the worst for first and the best for last. We'll see who falls in what. Here we are. So, amen. Uh, don't expect much. I know he's got a good one prepared, but if you would, please, Psalm chapter number 33. I don't have any, like, deep or major, uh, anything that's going to be super deep tonight. Number one, I can't, I don't, I don't get deep stuff. Secondly, like, we want to make, make it easy for everybody to understand. I'm going to give you a little quick story. I was in the dorm one night, before I read, I'll read in just a second. Uh, I was in the dorm one night, and I'm there, and Bishua, and he looks at me, and he says, he's like, yo, your, uh, your shoulders are off. So I'm like, we're going lopsided like this. I didn't even notice. It's crazy. My shoulders were off. And so I looked in the mirror, and I could see I was leaning just a little bit. And so I called my madre. I was like, yo, madre. I was like, can I get a chiropractor appointment when I come back? Come back home. And so this week, I was at the chiropractor. And so I'm in the chiropractor, and I'm sitting there, and this lady walks in, and she has a clipboard and all this other stuff. She's like, what we can do, we're going to adjust your back. We're going to do all these great stuff. She's like, then, I, then we can go through, like, therapy. She wants to go through therapy and like all these different processes, and then you, come, then you can come back like 10 different times and pay me a bunch of money and all this great stuff. And I was like, like, look, 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 I don't want therapy. I want to come just this one time. I just want to be here once. All I want you to do is just to do a little bit of adjusting. Just, just like crack a little bit of my back. That's all, that's all I need you to do so that my shoulders are no longer like this. I can stand up straight. I hope I, I, hope I stand up straight now. But I was like, all I, all I want you to do is just adjust me. You know, sometimes Christians, we don't have to necessarily have like the t- 10 steps to like the greatest like Christian life ever. You don't, you don't have to have that. You don't always need to get the newest devotional or you don't always have to listen to the newest podcast. Sometimes we just got to get in God's word and just get a little bit of adjusting. That's really all we need. Sometimes it's just, just a little bit of adjusting. So we're there in Psalm chapter number 33. I'm going to be there in verse number 16. Join me if you would, please. I'll read a few verses. I'm a fast reader. Follow along. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. I love verse 22. Get this. Ready? Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us. According as we, here's that word again, hope in thee. I think we can all agree this evening that we live in a hopeless world. And a lot of people are looking for this thing called hope and they're trying to look for it in a bottle trying to look for it in a pill or in a drug. They're trying to find it in their friends. And yet, nobody seems to find it. But we as Christians, we have a way to get hope. And that's what I want to show you tonight, is that we don't have to live hopeless, regardless of what we go through. Let's pray together and we'll begin. Father, I love you. Thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you for this great service we've had tonight. Thank you for your word. Help us to be challenged and encouraged uh, through it tonight. Lord, give me the words to say. I pray for clarity, boldness. I pray you'll be honored and glorified through it all. Through Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here in Psalm chapter number 33, we're not 100% sure who the author is. It doesn't tell us. But this psalm is a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of adoration. It's lifting up God. And in verses 16 through 21, we see that the psalmist describes God as his deliverer. The psalmist describes God as his shield, as his help. 
He describes God as his safety through all the battles and the different circumstances of this life. But I love verse number 22 where he says this, Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. I want to define that word hope for you. Webster defines hope as a desire of some good accompanied with at least a slight expectation of obtaining it. I'll read that one more time. Try to think about it. A desire of some good accompanied with at least a slight expectation of obtaining it. You want the KJV version? Cole James version? You ready for this? You ready to make it really simple for you? A desire, hold on, a desire accompanied by by expectation. Simply put, it's a desire accompanied by expectation. If we can be honest tonight, because we're all just people, we're all just flesh and bone, we all have different battles and struggles, and the psalmist here even points that out. The question, though, is, is where do we find hope? Where do we find hope through the battles and through the struggles that we face? Where do we find that hope? And so the title of my message is, it's really awesome. You ready for this? It's, you hoping or you moping. Yeah, it's deep. You hoping or you moping. That's the title of my message. We all struggle with this flesh. We all struggle with the world. We all struggle with the devil. Some days seem like they never end, but we have every reason to have hope in this hopeless world. We don't have to be hopeless. We don't have to be hopeless. The psalmist here tells us in Psalm 33 why we can have hope through every trial and every test. Let's go to verse number one with me, all the way back there to the beginning. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. Rejoicing in the Lord is a direct result of hoping in the Lord. Why can we rejoice in him? The psalmist is going to answer that too. Verse 4, why? Why can we rejoice in the Lord? Why can we sing? Why can we hope in him? Verse 4, oh, I love this so good. For the word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. Keep going. Verse 5, he loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I love verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Why? For he spake. Oh, get this. And it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The psalmist points out that we can hope in God and we can rejoice in God because of the significance of his word. We can have hope because of the power of God's word. That is the whole message. We can have hope because of God's word. Think about it with me. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? The first thing he did was he created light. The Bible says, let, God said, let there be light. He said it, and there was light. And then he divided light and night just by saying it, right? He created everything we see, everything in this earth with just his voice. He spoke all things into existence. He's all powerful with just his voice. Land was created with his voice. He's the sun, the moon, and the stars. All of it was created with just his voice. Then he said, let us make man in our own image. You and I were here today because God said so. He said so. With just his voice, just his word was sufficient. God is almighty and all-powerful. I think of Jesus with the disciples there in the boat, and they're going through the storms of life. And Jesus stands up, and he says what? Peace be still. And all of it just back to normal. How did he do it? He just said the word. That's all he had to do. All he did was just say the word and everything was calm. Everything was peaceful. With just his voice, he made blind men see. And he made lame people walk. And he made deaf people hear. With just his voice, he cried out to a dead man and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And guess what? He's alive. There he is. All he did was just say the word and that was sufficient. 
Just his word. Just his word was sufficient. Everything you see, everything is here because God said so. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's, that's mind-blowing. It's like I can be like, I want a Dr. Pepper. It doesn't happen. I have no power. But God, now if God gave me Dr. Pepper, I mean, no, just say it, no. I'm just saying that God's word is all-powerful. He's all-powerful with just his word. At the voice of God, every mountain can crumble. Like, like right now, if he said so. Oh, every mountain could crumble. Every water could part if God said so. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Every enemy you face in your life can be gone just like that. If God just said so. And so if you're kind of like me, you're like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm trying to think about this for just a second. If God said so, I would no longer struggle with pride. Think about it. If he just said it, if he just said it, I could have victory over my pride. I mean, we're all prideful people, are we not? We all struggle with pride. If God just said so, I wouldn't struggle with fear. Yeah, I could have victory over it. If God just spoke the word, I could have victory over every doubt and every worry that seems to bother me. I could have victory over every relationship that seems to be struggling. You know what I'm saying? It's like we can have victory. Many times it's like, God, why don't you just say the word? And with just the voice of God, I mean, it's amazing. With the word of God in your own life, you can think of the own things that you struggle with. Think about it even now. You're like, man, there's fathers in here like, I could be a better dad. Like, God, if you just kind of like said it, I could just be better. You know, if you just said it, I can be better. If you just say the word, I can be better. Every mother's like, I could just be better. Every son or daughter's like, I could just be better. Or my grandma would be saved or my brother would be saved or my sister. You fill in the blank. They could be saved if God just said that word. If he just said the word, they could all be saved. If all he did was just say it. And I was wondering to myself, I'm going to be completely honest when I read this, because that's kind of how it challenged me. I'm like, man, look at the power in God's voice. And if he just said these things, all of it would come to be. If he just said it. I was like, God, then why don't you just say the word? Why don't you just say it? And there's no more turmoil. If you just say the word, if you just say the word, I'll have victory over every enemy in my life. Now, every prayer would be answered. God, if you just said the word, I would no longer struggle. And you know what he said? I'm not even kidding. The Holy Spirit spoke tomorrow, and he said, I did. <laughs> Hold up. I said, what? He said, I did. He said it. He said it. He gave us verses. He has, he, he has an answer for every problem and every single struggle in your life. And you're like, I feel so hopeless. And I, I'm open. I feel so down and discouraged. And you're like, I just don't understand why I feel this way. Well, hold on. God has an answer for it. God has an answer for every single thing that you struggle with. Every single problem that we go through, he has an answer for it. And I'm going to be 100%. You're like, well, he, he, I don't see the results of it. And I haven't seen my grandma saved yet or my brother saved yet or I haven't seen my family restored yet. Like, hold up, hold up. Sometimes, let's be real, God says, peace be still. Other times he says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, everything's going to be just fine. And things seem to come together and things seem to be fixed. And other times he says, draw nigh to me. We don't always get the answer we expect, but he has an answer for every single thing that we go through in our life. We don't have to be hopeless. Why? Why? You ready? It's so simple. Because of his word. He keeps his word. He spake, Solomon said, and it was done. It's all done. We try to fix all of it. No, no, no. He already did. He already did. He has an answer. Okay, well, then why don't I feel this hope? Well, what is hope? A desire. A desire accompanied by expectation. 
That's what makes it different from a wish. A wish is just a desire. That's something you want. No, no, no. Hope is like a desire accompanied with expectation. You believe God's going to do what, not exactly what we want to do, but his will. So what's our problem? Well, maybe we're not hoping in his word. What do you mean? Well, number one, we're not desiring it. We don't desire his word. What do you mean? I mean, I'm going to be 100% with you, okay, because I'm not perfect. I know some of y'all don't believe that, but no. We're not perfect. We struggle, don't we? We struggle sometimes to get up early. We struggle sometimes to take time to read the word of God. We take time, we struggle sometimes to meditate upon it or to memorize it or to hide it in our hearts and to live by it. I think sometimes, I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. Sometimes we kind of wake up and like, well, I did my Bible reading for the day and it just becomes something we do and it doesn't become a way that we live. You know what I mean? It just becomes a habit. It just becomes something that's like, oh, just, I got it done today. And God's like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to abide in me. You're supposed to read my word and not only read my word, but also apply my word and live my word out. You're supposed to do what I say. Maybe our problem tonight is that we don't desire the word of God. We don't desire to do what he says. We don't desire to spend time with him. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. I probably messed up that last one, but praise God for Jesus. I'm just saying, we're supposed to delight in his word. We're supposed to make it a part of us. We're supposed to. Number two, we don't expect him to do what he says he's going to do. Maybe we don't desire, but you're like, well, I read my Bible. Well, do you expect him to do what he says he's going to do? Do you expect him to follow through? The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you trust that? Well, I struggle with my salvation. What did he say? What did he say? You're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Well, I'm struggling. I'm defeated. I feel so down. What did he say? Like, like what did he say? He says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. Well, I struggle to be close to God. What did he say about it? I think a lot of times we just don't expect God to do what he says he's going to do. That's the whole message. It's so simple tonight. Are you reading your Bible? Are you trying to meditate upon it? Are you trying to live in it? None of us are perfect and we all struggle with it. Like, guilty, okay? I'm just saying. Maybe it's time for us to get back into the Word of God and to not only get back into it, but hope in it and live by it and do what it says and believe it and trust that God will come through. Maybe we need to get back in God's Word. Are you hoping or are you moping? It's that simple. If you are moping, if you're down and you're gloomy, it may be a result of your lack of love for God's word. He has an answer. He has an answer for it all. Get a time and a place. Like set aside a time and a place and be diligent. Be faithful and be like, you know what, God, this is your time. It's his word. Get in it. It'll help you. I promise.